Raw Jewelers is the proud sponsor of Raging Mouth, the Mike North story, coming soon. Welcome, everyone, to Mike North's weekly press conference brought to you by the good people over at Raul Jewelers and Hoffman Estates. Throughout the show, you'll see the lower, uh, on the lower bottom of your screen, where Raul Jewelers is located, their phone number, their hours of operation. This is the time for gift uh, giving. And so if you are going to buy something special for someone, Raul Jewelers is the place to go. I'm looking to see if Mike is settled into his press conference chair. It appears that he has. Let's bring him in now. Mike North, how are you, my friend? Well, I lost your audio there for a minute because of the loud scream like Tarzan. That's good to see you, Aldo. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Look at you. You're looking good. You're feeling good. I yes, tell you I what, am. we're feeling good because here's what it's about, folks. Before the show, Eldo and I very, we very rarely talk. I never wanted the script. I, and now Eldo do that. I'll never forget Andy Furman of Fox Sports Radio. When I found out I got that plum assignment to do morning drive against Mike Greenberg at ESPN at Fox Sports Radio, my only regret was not being on in Chicago, but. That didn't make anybody unhappy in Chicago that had sports radio. Mm -hmm. Believe me. So I was out in 220 miles. And I'll never forget, you're going to be on with Andy Furman. The other guy just didn't work out. We need somebody to pick it up. The great Bruce Gilbert, who was at Fox at the time. Mm -hmm. You're my superstar. You're my guy. I believe in you, and I know you can do it. Well, Jeff Schwartz also helped. Talked them into this. And they never regretted it. Until Bruce left, of course. Then Bruce leaves. And then I'm still doing well, but then they have other ideas and then management changes. So that's another story for another day. Mm -hmm. Okay. The bottom line is that if you believe in something, you stay with something. If you don't, and if you think you can go from this guy to that guy to that guy to that guy, whether it's a quarterback or radio personality or what have you, you're making a big mistake. Now, what I saw this past week gave justification to anybody that thought things weren't going right for whatever reason the last three, four years, period. I've had people tell me, we need, oh, wait a minute now, hold on. I don't know why I decided to do a Southern Sheriff, but I did, even though. I don't know why I did. Hold on. Um, We've only seen one game. That's true. No doubt about it. That's absolutely true. But I saw over 30 games of the other guy. Okay. And. If the other guy would have had the game that this guy had this past week, Pro Bowl, he's on his way. No doubt about it. He's finally figured it out. And I just hearkened back to last week. And last year, I was reminded. Because when I am not around Eldo, I think about him. And uh, and I remember Eldo last year losing his temper with the same situation. You got to throw the ball. You got to hold the ball. You got to run with the ball. What are you doing? Why are you hesitating? Throw the ball out of bounds. Quit taking the sack. That was last year. Right. (laughs) You remember that. You remember. So it's every year. And no improvement. So you just sit back. You, You argue your point. And then you just let everybody go off. You just let everybody have it their way. Until... They played the games. Now, the unfortunate thing that happened, and I disagree with the Fields cult crowd, okay? 
there's it's not a cult only. It's a cult with ball washers included and Kool-Aid stand. A Kool-Aid stand. It's all the Chicago Bear fans for the most part. That's yeah. done. That happened. That was done last week. Mm -hmm. Because all you have to see, just like I tried to tell Carmen DeFalco, sometimes things happen right away that you're going to predict. Sometimes bad, sometimes good. Right. I tried to explain to everybody. I think I'm the first man on the planet that said on this very show three weeks ago, don't touch Caleb Williams. Ever. Mm -hmm. Ever. And what do you mean? Sit 40 points a game, blah, 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 blah. I go, hey, no, he won't have six seconds to pass. He won't have pedigree linemen. He won't have some a supposedly good coach and a great football factory behind him. He'll have some, some bad organization. But you've got to see more, I heard. I'm hearing that. Got to see more, Caleb. Got to see more. Forget about that one game. Well, then I watched last week. He stinks. Forget about it. <laughs> yep. And somebody said, I won't mention it because I'm close with many in the radio and broadcast and media community around the country and locally. Mm -hmm. And some not. I don't want to cast any aspersions. I don't want to bring up any names. Podcasters. But when I used to go out in the way sports radio was the way I wanted it at that station, the way that I thought it should be, mm -hmm. which you don't know what you're going to talk about, just like when you go to the bar. So if it's me and three other guys, we don't meet outside and go, what do you got for uh, the after we get there, after we drink, uh, have a couple drinks, and then we're going to talk about what Jim Brown is passing you. And then, uh, yeah, here's what we're going to do. Uh, and then I'd go, yeah. And then we should talk about the Cubs a little bit because of the free agent market and about the as soon as uh, the stones come on the jukebox, we could start screaming over <laughs> over that. Okay. No, no. <laughs> the way the score was successful is you didn't even talk. Jiggins and I never talked to each other before the show. And we loved each other. We still yeah. do. Yeah. We didn't do it. Now you got the electronic media, you know, and Dan Orvlowski, who predicted MVP for Fields. Boom, 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 boom. Shame mm -hmm. on you. Maybe at another uniform. You never know. Could be a punk. Mm -hmm. Could be this. Could be that. Or other people. In this town, I, I, I will end the press conference on this for the most part. And then we can talk about to take your questions. Mm -hmm. I found out in one game that this quarterback, Bajant, knows more about playing the position than Justin Fields ever knew. Just by his post-game press conference. I was enthralled. Oh, we got the swag coming in over here. We got the linemen. Then you know what? The, you know, Foreman had a great game. And, uh, you know, everybody was behind me. But you know what? I all The guy was audibly his first game. Checking down his first game. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, what can I really do to make the point to Eldo and everybody at the bar room that is against anybody that wants to ever quarterback for the Bears unless he wears number one. The cuts last week from Eldo happened this week. Only they were completed by Bajan. 25 on the flank. Bajan looks this way, looks this way. It's under a rush, and I heard in my head, throw it! It was Eldo. Throw it! And he threw it. And he completed it. And DJ Moore and everybody on that team became a better team because of him. So I don't want to hear he didn't do this, he didn't do that. And I don't care. I played quarterback on a team in a park league. We won a championship. I couldn't throw the ball over 40 yards. So he wasn't in for a Hail Mary. What happens if he goes with the Hail Mary and gets hurt? Okay? Because I think I'm going to reserve judgment. He could be a bum this week. But at least he'll be a bum that knows exactly how to play the position. That's all I care about. And we never saw that with the other guy. 
And you know how good the receivers look? All of a sudden, and you know who's vindicated more than anybody, ladies and gentlemen? Get the mics ready. Get in line for all the questions. The coaching staff. You don't think Getsy loved what happened last week because he stinks. He's dead. He's dead. Doesn't matter. I don't care about stats. You can put up those stats. Stats lie. Wins. Wins. You know what kind of game he played? And Eldo knows this for four years. Every Sunday during bear season. The quarterback of our team does something stupid. And I'll say something like, well, I don't know if Mitch would have done that. Or you know, Every Sunday I got something to say about Mitch. Do you know this week? I never even thought about him. But then I start thinking. He played a Mitch Trubisky game. Eight up clock. Did what he was supposed to. Didn't do anything outstandingly fancy. Didn't have to run for his life. Got rid of the core, the ball within three seconds. And the defense looked better because they were resting. And I don't want to hear that the Raiders, the Raiders were favored, folks. There's people in Vegas walking around. They all took the Raiders. They all did. So one of the reasons the bookies won this week, there's three teams. And I, I was undefeated this week. I had one of the greatest weeks of my life. I started, listen, thank you, Aldo. I started out this week. I, I see my guy, first of all, Aldo. I got my wife. I got my dog. I sit down. And I say to myself, what can be, what can happen? I play a great game of golden tea. Flawless. Go upstairs. Have a good lunch. Then I watch the Bears whip the crap out of the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Then I play golf at this place in Marengo called Blackstone with Ooh, Ken Lidecker, Jim DiGiulio, and Tom Mendick. And I'm off, I'm on the fairway, 40 feet from the green. The green's an L shape. You got to hit the top of the green on the slope and have it come down to the left. Everybody's seen it on TV. I decide to putt it. I don't use the chip. I bang it 120 feet away in front of witnesses. Quick, it goes in. Oh, my goodness. Good for you, Mike. Everybody starts cheering. Then I look up the longest putt in PGA history, and I say, this is why I play the game. I stink. I shoot okay, and then somehow hit this way or that way. But the PGA record for putt mm -hmm. for distance is 100 feet by Jack Nicklaus in 1964. And yet, Mo here, Mo Howard, hits a 110-foot putt. <laughs> Nicely then I done. make my bets. I've been riding Texas and Philadelphia in baseball. And then I get off Philadelphia for Arizona the last two games. <laughs> it's all good. I'm almost tearing up. And the Bears? Let's talk now. Let's go to the press conference. Aldo, you have any statements before we go? Anything, any retorts by what I said, sir? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, it was a excellent bears win and on our mm -hmm. post game show coach t said it was complimentary football yeah and more and more i thought about it, he was absolutely right i mean every aspect of the team played well quarterback offensive line defensive line they were great but the defensive line did their job the defensive backs you know uh three interceptions two Ooh, by Johnson. jalen johnson Love one them. one by the middle linebacker yes. so it was a, it was nice to see that the team is starting to gel so my first question to you mike north okay. let's say against the chargers tyson mm -hmm. Beijing goes out and has another similar experience it's a win he passes for about 200 yards. He throws for another touchdown. He doesn't throw an interception, doesn't turn over the ball. And then the following game, Justin Fields is ready to go. I'm I'm back. My wrist is 100% cure. What do you do if you're the head coach of the football team? Who is going to quarterback that next game? I, I just come back out with Agent until he shows us he can't play. Now, I want everybody to remember, there's other teams that have been in this situation. I mean, you know, the San Francisco 49ers didn't have to keep starting Purdy, but it was up to Purdy to put the pressure on them. Now you're seeing Purdy without his top flight players, and they're going, wait a minute, this guy ain't that good. No, his complimentary players are down. 
when mm-hmm. Debo Samuel comes back, everybody's better. And when some of the linemen come back, everybody's better. So my opinion is, let's see what happens. They could lose 30 to nothing, and he can throw three interceptions. But like I said earlier, if they lose by 10, 30 to 20, but every call he makes is good, or he decides not to run when he shouldn't, or he throws the – I mean, he threw out of bounds. Field still doesn't know when to do that. He still doesn't know. You said it last week. And this guy's in trouble, but here's the key. He's actually had to fight for jobs. He didn't leave like Fields did at Georgia to go somewhere else, to another football factory. From his sophomore year in high school, this guy has fought and won the job from his sophomore year. He had to win the job. So Eldo knows what this is like because if there's ever been two guys that are doing well at what they ever did in their lives, you're watching them, folks. But we were given no chance. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm supposed to say, I don't think this guy can do it. I think he can. I think he's been waiting for this. And I don't care. His arm, he said it right. He did this. He wanted to win. He looked <laughs> like he was into it. He didn't sit by himself pouting like, like Justin does sometimes. Mm-hmm. He didn't blame anybody. He didn't say, hey. <laughs> What he should have said is, I can't get this game at all. I just want to play street football and Justin. And that's what he wanted to do, remember? I want to play Justin Field football. Well, you're not going to win that way because you're going to get hurt. And I told Aldo this before. Everybody's going, yeah, well, what did you say that maybe would lead us to think you're right? I said I'd give him eight games. He didn't last six. The way he Mm -hmm. plays, he'll never last. And he's not good right Mm -hmm. now. You had a guy in his first game who played in front of maybe 200 people in college. I mean, we talked about it last week, the shock of all. But see, I can bring it to layman's terms. Eldo, I'm sure bowled at Humboldt Bowl or Manor Bowl with the Diablo team, the great Diablo team sponsored by Schlitz. (laughs) I bowled with (laughs) four bowlers. (laughs) <laughs> Pulaski Bowl. That's where I went. So <laughs> Evergreen. Uh, yes. Yeah, Evergreen. Uh, I wore, I hung out in Bowling Alley. So, and we bowled in leagues. Layman's terms, folks. Let's quit playing around here with, oh, we got to see more. You get a guy that bowls with you for three years. And the only reason you can't get out of your own way is supposedly everybody else. Hence the line, half this, half that, you know, everybody mm-hmm. but Justin. Then all of a sudden, Justin hurts his hand. And you bring in another guy. We're just going to try him for this week. And he shoots like for three games, an average of 185, when Justin averaged for three years, 150. You don't have to see more. You're going to go, can you come back next week and see what happens again? Because we want you to play with us. We don't have to make many more decisions. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is he had command, like uh, like uh, Harp says. He had leadership ability. He's been in the fight. And I think I stick to what I said la- last week. You keep Justin, but you have a legitimate quarterback Derby, and you're bringing a veteran now. You don't have to stick your neck out for some goof, okay, that's supposed to be good because he plays in a league with no defense, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Hus- Husama says that he loved the way Tyson Bajan corrected the alignment on one play that he reminded him oh. of a Brady, a Rodgers, and loved the quick slant pass he did. It was beautiful. Mike, uh, a lot of talk in the chat room about Caleb Williams. For instance, Mr. Mayhem says, if the Bears trade JF1 and draft that diva, Caleb Williams, I might consider stopping, stopping to be a Bears fan. So I want your uh, your opinion on Caleb Williams. I know you've seen him play a couple of games or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts about him, and would you be intrigued of him becoming a Chicago Bear? If they do that, they're out of their minds. They got somebody, look, we've proven we could find a guy in one hour if we really put our heads to it. Don't think Poles didn't like what happened. Don't think that uh, Eberflus didn't like what happened. Look, they've been crapped on 
and Getsy has been crapped on when Eldo, forget about everybody else at the bar room, anybody else, Eldo breaks down. There's people like this, wide open, okay? The closest people is the, the blimp upstairs to the guy, mm -hmm. and he misses them. So here's what I do know. You couldn't, I gave them all A's. The only thing I gave a B to was Eberflus because of the way he handled things with, they started playing back on their heels, not to lose. They made some mistakes at the end. I didn't like him keeping the timeouts in his pocket. I thought that was unnecessary. So mm -hmm. I gave him a B. But as far as everything else goes, everything looks a lot better than it did three weeks ago. And here, if you played, and I was describing a bowler, I don't care if it's softball. You need a left fielder that's going to hit more than, you know, four for 10. And then you mm -hmm. find a guy and he starts rocketing the ball all over the place. Then he, in practice, he catches the ball with one hand. That's all you got to see. Yeah. You don't need 10, 10, 10 games. We saw 10. That's all I'm saying. Treat Justin Fields like you would treat anybody that played on your teams. If we had a football team, I'm telling you in the neighborhood we did. If our quarterback was 9 and 25, he's living in another neighborhood. He's living in another neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> but you know what? He throws the ball good, but no, he's living. I don't care if he's in Rogers Park with us. He's in Edgebrook somewhere. <laughs> Looking at the wings. Period. <laughs> we got some questions here. Right. Uh, Mamory Hole. <laughs> Mike, do you think the quarterback sneak in the game was designed or Tyson Bajant likes getting his tush pushed? <laughs> I love Thank the you, tush Mamory. push. I love the tush push. And he knows how to do a quarterback sneak. To... Look, why the tush push? Only Philadelphia does it good anyway. Put all the linemen up front. It worked for Brady. Brady, I think, was uh, for quarterback sneaks. And Eldo goes, oh, boy. He goes, this came out of left field. Mike's actually going to sound like he did something. And he did a little research. Brady <laughs> Brady was correct, I think, on 81% of his sneaks. Wow. Over his career. And he had like yeah. 166 of them or something. So figure it out. So, yeah. And he didn't have nobody, like nine guys behind them, you know. And, and then they don't work. Because what they're doing is. They're mm -hmm. telling everybody, if everybody's pointed at the quarterback this way, then the quarterback's only going to go one way for the most part, straight right. ahead. Right. When you have Brady or Bajant, mm -hmm. the great quarterback sneakers of our time, um, they sneak this way, they sneak that way. They don't always go up the middle. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, next question is uh, from Tureen. Mike, uh, past few games, Iberflus has the defense playing better. So do you still want Harbaugh if he's available? Here's what I said. I've been on record as saying that that's what's great about being on record. Documentation, I used to say. you got to have <laughs> documentation. I've said Deion Sanders or Harbaugh, and I continue to say that unless a miracle happens. And if a miracle happens, that means it's going to have to start this week. We haven't even talked about who we playing. The, the Chargers, right? Hmm. Yep. Herbert, right? He's yep. the guy that throws the interceptions that they pay $240 million for. <laughs> That's the guy. And I, if I was a, the coordinator of that team, mm -hmm. uh, I'd be fired because he throws down the middle long. You don't do that in the NFL. You throw now, in my opinion, take the, the wide outs deep down the end mm -hmm. or do a, a, a deep post. Do not put them in the middle of the field. That's what you have your Tom Waddle types for, your Thielen types for, your 12. To throw down the field 30 yards with with five guys around, is it's, it's insane. So if the Bears play a good football game, and here's the key, even Eldo, the man puts out tweets. I jump. I got to reach. <laughs> that, that's the way it is. I'm part of the bar room. I'm a partner of his. Boom. Not all the time. Sometimes I miss them. Sometimes when I tag them in, that's fine. But I look at the page. Yesterday, there it is. The man's nightmare. A Twitter's nightmare. I've done it. I lay it all out, and then I make a mistake. And then you got to explain for the next hour, even though people see that you yeah. owned up to the mistake, they want to say, hey, Eldo. Yep. Hey, Eldo. <laughs> I saw that where you gave the guy uh, an interception. He didn't have an interception. Yeah, I mean, it makes an mistake. hour later. 
because he, and he sees all the things Eldo saying no to me. That's all I wanted to say. No, I just wanted to find out. Didn't yeah, I, that I didn't think he had right. That's a nightmare, I, I, isn't it? I totally screwed up. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> but you were right about the damn question. Mm -hmm. Here's what Eldo said, and this will go to Carmen too because he asked me about. He said Caleb Williams had bad mechanics, and I didn't expand on that, but I will. When, with the odds couple, we were okay. another great week. Yeah. He didn't have bad mechanics. He had bad decision-making. And our guy, I could call him our guy. Aldo Caulfield's his guy. So, Bajan's going to be my guy. He said, uh, it, was, it, it wasn't the mechanics. It was just the way you throw. It was decision-making, 80%. Process. Okay, I think the respondents, right? Yeah. On yeah. the barroom Twitter. Right. Said, guess what? 80% decision making. And that's what I saw. I think the coolest is getting out of it and still throwing the ball. Mm -hmm. Still throwing, having the presence of, oh, there's that guy. And then the guy gets 20 yards after. Our, by the way, let's get off that page in for a second, Al. Okay. Our, our running game. How about it? Our running game. Our tight ends, everybody. They had a tight end. Uh, we have a tight end. I, what's his name? McCain. Cole Komet? No. Oh, Mercedes Mar 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 Lewis, Robert Tanyan. Yeah. I thought he stole the Ravens. <laughs> I go, we got him. I go, unbelievable. He made everybody look good. That's all. Oh, you ain't kidding. I mean, that's been one of the coaching mistakes is not having more of what they call that 12 personnel, the two being the two tight end formations. And, you know, with this offensive line sometimes being weak, you know, you need that big blocking tight end. Mercedes Lewis has an ass about the size of my house, and you got to have him out there blocking, and he proved that he can catch the ball and run too. So it's not bad. Another question here, and this is a follow-up to the Jim Harbaugh question. John is asking you, do the allegations at Michigan affect Jim Harbaugh coming back home to Chicago? And the word out is out. There's a rumor out that Harbaugh is – might be forced out of Michigan and might be looking for an NFL job. Your thoughts? I love Jim Harbaugh. Winner allegations of what scouting and then you know, I mean, stealing signals. I think it. Was. Oh my God! They do it in baseball. They go, it's gamesmanship. Okay, <laughs> that's right. It's not cheating. It's gamesmanship. You know, I mean, we had baseball players. Thank God the Houston Astros are out. That would go. They're up the bat. What's that? Nothing. That means a fastball's coming. And we're worried about Jim Harbaugh. Uh -huh. Harbaugh's done a lot of good at Michigan. But if he wants to leave, I would. I think most Bear fans, most, would uh, accept him with open arms. But you got to give him something. I, if I own the Bears, I'd give him ownership. By the way, I want to maybe give an early goodbye to uh, Chico Rivera, maybe. Because oh, yeah. here's the death now of any head coach. I want everybody to remember this no matter what happens. If Chico Rivera gets fired, there's a good chance the guy that paid $6 billion, he could do whatever he wants, will hire Eric Bieniemy, the guy who's had his quarterback sacked at a rate now that will break an all-time record of 96, and they only scored seven points, but yet he'll probably get Chico's job, and he's the offensive coordinator that was supposed to put up all sorts of numbers. He forgot somebody, Patrick Mahomes, period, end of story. Oh, good story. Thanks for sharing that. Um, You're welcome, right. Aldo. I love that. It was the, it's better than the than what we've been talking about lately. The story, the, the, you know, the 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 car that can't drive straight. By the way, <laughs> Justin Fields. Wait, you know what I'm seeing now? Yeah, Justin Fields drives a Chevy. I'm waiting for somebody to watch. You know, you ever see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The bar, the car goes over the bridge as, yes. as it's opening. Uh, and then Justin Fields eats Dunkin' Donuts. So you go <laughs> right. with your Chevy to Dunkin' Donuts, and maybe Justin will be sitting there going, I wonder who I'm going to be playing for maybe next year, because I don't think you – It's like Eldo said last week, if you want to bring him back, you can bring him back, but you can't give him a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And he'll want to probably shop himself, but I hear yeah. people go, well, don't you love my 1950s guy? Well. <laughs> You know, 
there's a good chance you can get a number one pick for him. I just start laughing. It's so much to cry. <laughs> a first round pick for him. We're lucky to get a seventh round pick, but <laughs> if it ends up going sideways, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Harp wants to know, do you think that if uh, that Eber flus or Eber lose, as he puts it, and gets he return next season, he doesn't know. <laughs> what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, if they can? keep doing well, he could go from uh, – you could go from basically Pedro Eberflus to Bruce Eberflus, like Bruce Bochy. Mm -hmm. By the way, I want to congratulate Texas because I rode him all the way, had him for the over this year in total series for the Tony LaRusa experiment that worked. Um, and that's what happened. 73 year old. Then nobody said, Well, he had a curb. Yeah, yeah, you know, he had a curb. No, he just stood there in the corner and said, We're doing this, we're doing that. Well, what about the analytics? No analytics. I go by the gut, so congrats. Yeah. All right. Good. I uh I excited right, you with that yeah. story. I could help. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really did. Uh, yeah, John tell. wants to know if you're sick of baseball seeing... guy over here, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, not called I, Ranger Bar Room for a reason. I, did, I didn't know if the baseball season was still running <laughs> until somebody told me the World Series is coming up. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Is Mike sick of seeing Wanstat on TV as I am? Guy was a terrible coach here. What are your thoughts on? Well, um, I don't tell anybody. He's got to make a living. He's he's got to make a living. I I I you know, and, and Dave knows this. Nothing personal, just business with me. I knew he couldn't coach when he got here. I knew he wasn't head coach material when he got here. You know who else? You know who everybody else did? Even people now that still had jobs back then. Everybody. Ditka was going to be a failure and Weinstein was going to, boom, you know, mm -hmm. take him to another place. He followed a tough act, period, end yeah. of story. But then he went other places and I knew it wasn't going to work. Yeah. Everywhere he went. He even went back to college, I knew it wasn't going to work. He had yeah. great job opportunities, made a lot of money, and now he's on the radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, TV, how many times yeah. did he go to the truck? That being said, I don't listen to him. I heard enough of him when he coached. But if I did listen to him, I'd say probably half the time, then why didn't you do that? That's right. All. Um, Jay Grizz has an interesting question. He's, he's asking you, do you think the Bears are still in that phase of rebuilding where Ryan Poles is not looking to make any deals right now for a player? Like, for example, Daniil Hunter from the Vikings who has like five or six sacks. Or do you think the Bears should be a buyer? Here's what I'm doing. I'm keeping it status quo. Uh, if we're on a roll, even if this kid Bajant looks good, even in their losses, because you could lose a game 20 to 17. Okay, and you got to give the team the other team credit. He stays, but if he like comes out and throws three interceptions and they because they had tape, which I don't buy. Right. I I don't think I don't see a defense out there not too many, especially San Diego's. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think no defense scares me, <laughs> and uh, and 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 to me, um, I, I think the Bears can win this game. I think they can win this game, but the, the the thing that scares me is the point spread. I think I couldn't believe it was that high. What what and is it? Yeah, I didn't see. I think it's eight and a half or something, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, let Maybe me double check, check it out, see if we got it to make sure so we mm -hmm. don't give any wrong information. But I may change my mind by the end of the week. Don't forget now, you know, there's still got some holes. Yeah. And there's they're gonna be playing an offense that's angry and needs a win, and they can't get you know, they they need to win every game they can. They lose a lot of close games, so if the Bears can hang it, it's all right. Eight and a half. Eight and a half is high. Right. That is a lot of points. Which tells you um, Vegas thinks Bajant was maybe a, a one-time situation. I mean, yeah. because I'm inclined to take Bajant because, you know, but people who, who did the same with Bert, Purdy, they ran from Purdy and he won eight, nine. He's won five, six in a row until he lost some of his players. Right. Yeah. Um, T. Hulk. What's up, Uncle Mike? Just curious. Is, in Tyson Bajan, did we find our new Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky hashtag? Well, biscuit waste the man. Was was the man. Biscuit was the man. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you this. What what I told Aldo Stewart was a Trubisky game. Okay, you know, and, and it's just a, it's a Tannehill game. Now, I don't think, I don't know how far you could go. Tannehill's, well, now it's three years later, but they were like the number one seed last year and year before. So, you can win football games with quarterbacks like that. Like Brian Urlacher said last week, he said, we went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman. He mm -hmm. said, we went to the Super 
But here's what he didn't say. Devin Hester was on that team. And here's another thing. He wouldn't even be allowed to, he wouldn't even be going, having a dream of going to the Hall of Fame with the worst rules now in the National Football League where you got to, you could call a fair catch at the 10. That's mm. the height of weakness, ladies and gentlemen, to, in today's game, period. It's they took the, It's like taking the triple out of baseball. It's like taking the, no more triples, stop at second. Yeah. And don't say that wouldn't happen because I never dreamt I'd tune on in the 10th inning. And there'd be a guy at second going, they just put me here. I didn't even have to hit. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mayhem says that Tyson Bajan is Josh McCown. I'm glad you reminded me of something because I don't think I'll have to remind people because if you listen to me on the radio back in the day, when I was on every day, I was the narrative buster. And what did we hear? What did we hear from everybody? The Tellenders, the Morrisseys, the ESPN, everybody. Cutler was ready to come back. No. No. We're three and two with McCown. No. Because we're in the playoff hunt. No. Mm -hmm. He's got a team that he knows how to, he's your basic. I'll put the you to sleep and then hit you with a pass for a touchdown. No, I was on the, the radio every day. The bookie priest had to come and console me. <laughs> he slapped me. He said, "You could be a man." Like I said, no, it's not about me. I was in tears. Cutler's a loser. That's what I said. Oh no, he's not a loser. No, good. What's McCown ever done, Mike? No! And what did they do? And this is what I'm afraid of with Fields if Bajan even wins. They bring Cutler back because they're in debt up to their ass to him. They got to pay him because they don't want to see him set. They're unlike the, the Seahawks who got rid of Matt Flynn after signing them to a $46 million deal. They said, we made a mistake. They kept the mistake on the lake, which not only was Cleveland, but Cutler, and we lost every game. After that, and we didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, we didn't make the playoffs. And McCown was over there waving. <laughs> very, very true. I don't give a damn what the guy's name is. When you, when you, it's like the Bears. Here's what the Bears like to do, and this is why people are fearing. I know this because I get out. Mm -hmm. Don't don't let the rumors swing yet that I'm like Howard Hughes. I get out. <laughs> I'm hearing people are afraid, even that. They're afraid Fields is going to come back if this kid looks good anyway. And if he does, that's just prejudice thinking towards some somebody over another and not seeing results. And and why in your one pick to try to be justified, even though it's already broken? It's gone. Mm -hmm. That's what people are fearing. And, and because well, they saw they saw it happen. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. saw it happen with Cutler. And Cutler had much more sparkling stats. Than Justin Field even dreams about ever having except in the run game. So what what yeah. do you say, Mike, to people who who are saying, you know, Justin Fields is suffering as an NFL quarterback because he does not have an offensive coordinator who coaches to his skill set, which is an athletic quarterback who should be running as often as he's throwing the ball. Hmm. I think if he can't fit into the coach's system in this situation, because you still got to be able to throw from the pocket. And it still takes the accuracy. But even you have said, I I, I just direct people to Aldo the last three years, this uh, cuts. He, he's been fair. He's not part of the call. He said, you know, I love Justin Field. I'd probably go on a couple's retreat with them and stuff, you know. But mm -hmm. I have, we have cuts we have cuts, by the way, a great movie. I, I, I was just going to say that. It was a great movie. <laughs> Vince Vaughn's basically me. <laughs> I love it. The shark bites me, and I feel like I've lost a leg. There's, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> and poor me. But no. Uh, but he shows you. Just go back to last week. Mm -hmm. Agent, I think if you brought in, and I said this, most quarterbacks that play in the league now, I mean, look at what this kid Minshew does. Mm-hmm. He comes mm -hmm. in and makes Indy talk. <clears throat> but the guy from Washington, I don't want to hear about offensive line. 
he's going to be sacked 90 on the rate 96 times. The record's like 76. Yeah. And he's still, and then Kirk Cousins last night, I, I've been on you saying, I love that guy. And what does he do? Puts him on his shoulders with, with guys that you basically have never heard of, right. you know, and they win the game. So, well, you, uh, this is uh, Raul Jewelers presents Mike Norris press conference. We've got a few more questions okay. from the assembled media in uh, the chat room. Um, first of all, uh, Mike says the Mike Withrow says the point spread will shrink. Vegas knows that Tyson Bajan really does have, have a cannon, as he, he self described himself. Yep. When more people find out, they'll bet heavy bears, and Vegas will adjust. You agree with that? I know people that have declared bankruptcy because they live in California and believe the Chargers every year and bet the yeah. Chargers every year. Mm -hmm. They don't even cover the spread. They they have a quarterback right now whose confidence is shot. I think the Bears are a young, lively group. I think what they got, okay, mm -hmm. what they got, I had food poisoning, okay, and I got dehydrated. This was a few years back. I thought I was going to die. Okay, so we go to the the emergency room. By the way, call an ambulance for now on. If you go in the car, you just sit in the emergency room. An ambulance, they wheel you right in. Exactly. You know who told me that? The people at the emergency room. <laughs> God, Mike, I wish I would have known you were out there. Yeah. Years of entertainment for what? To sit there for two hours. Like this. That's crazy. Oh, like that's no. right. And then, and then, wait. What the Bears got? If you saw the locker room, and the Ibram Blues played this well, he had only one game ball. It was for Johnson, who played great, mm -hmm, who's going to be mm -hmm. a star. Did Johnson play great because of the defense just, or did Johnson play great because they saw scoring? Mm -hmm. Things that they couldn't stop in practice, but then the guy wouldn't do it in the game that somebody else actually did. Then Eberflus goes, and then if you ever saw the movie, um, what was it when they were the bicycle racers? Racers. Oh yeah, shot in Indiana. Uh, yeah, bre breaking away. Yeah, the the, kid, the quarterback looks like the kid that was in the bicycle race, breaking yeah. away from Indiana. Yeah, yeah, got the yeah. candy and everything's gone. Mm -hmm. My kind of guy, Shepherd. Yeah, he'll never make it. I heard my friend Paulie Howard say this. I'm betting seeing uh, the Chargers this week. Hmm. Michael, how could you just say that? No way some kid from Division Two can come in and beat the Chargers. I go. And then I, I said to myself, that's just in Paulie. Paulie's a regular guy. He looked, grew up in St. Cloud. But he just thinks like, unfortunately, the Swamp guys think on that. Oh, yeah. I mean, they gave, I guarantee you, nobody gave Purdy a chance because of where he was drafted. Mm -hmm. Mr. And while we're at it, we've seen more out of the quarterback position last week. We saw everything that a quarterback's supposed to do. Looks off receivers. I also saw it. Goes like this and then throws yeah. over there. Gets in right. trouble. Slings it this way. We right. saw cool stuff. So let's just see what happens. I think everybody's going to be on his side. I think every I think Bear fans are rejuvenated. And this kid was the when you got the food poisoning, they hydrated me. Yeah. And when you hydrate, you don't feel sick to your stomach anymore. That locker room, and then they gave another one to form and that running back who I'm going, my God. And give the the offensive line was hoping he'd hold this big. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. So the team looked better. Let's see what happens this week. I'm not gonna say. He should start for the rest of the year because they could lose. But how are they going to lose? Are they going to lose because of him? Mm -hmm. Because he didn't turn the ball over. And the other guy turns the ball over at least twice a game. And that puts them in a bad the defense in a bad spot and takes the morale down if they can't stop somebody. That is huge. Now, people are saying, well, you only had 162 yards passing. I will say this. You remember the very first series of the game? Deontay Foreman drops a pass that would have got him a first down. Do you remember DJ Moore not making that catch in the end yep. zone? Do you remember the play calling the pl by Luke Getze, which was all short passes, and there were open guys uh, yes. in downfield, but he was drilled by the coaching staff. Keep it simple. Short passes, short passes, short passes. How many points did they score? Yeah, enough to win. 30, right? 30. <laughs> they scored 30 points. All right, I don't know. 
You know, it's like the guy that, the guy that, uh, you know, keeps making money with the product and goes, I haven't seen enough yet. No, this guy's the real deal for now. <laughs> hey, All right, so we got, we're in a good mood. Yeah, we're Are you getting tired now? Are you getting no. tired? How many minutes we've been in? This we've is been 45 minutes. Right. I got two more questions, maybe three, and then we'll get, get out of here. The trading deadline is a week from today, Mike. Scott says, oh, now Mike says, is there a chance that Fields is traded after if Agent wins against the Chargers? No. I can't believe I have to fight for this kid. I didn't want him. And he got humiliated last week. And I'll tell you why. You ever make an error in a key game? Or even when you were a pertinent part of a team, you ever get hurt and then they won without you? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take tear the kid's heart out. I'm not going to do it to him. I feel bad for the kid that way. That's where I've gotten soft because mm-hmm. we've all been in that position. Yeah, I, I I remember I was coaching a game at Notre Dame High School. My buddy was behind us, him and my buddies, and there was a bad call that should have been. I mean, there was a call that should have been made on our guys, and the referee invited a bench, and. One of the guys behind me, and the refs had told me they listened to me before the game. You know, I listened to you on the show and everything. So this was their little way. He said, come on, ref, open your eyes. Technical on North. I cost us that game by one point. Oh, I, didn't no. even say, I didn't even say it. But you know what? Mm-hmm. They thought I said it. And I had been barking. Come on, boys. Come on, up. I mean, come on, rep. I've been doing that. But so when they heard that, you want to know something? I'll, I cost those guys. That's humiliating. Well, yeah. we won other games. We won, and I and I was a reason for a couple of them. So mm-hmm. you, get, they, you get over that. But when you've lost 10 straight at home and a new kid comes in, I don't care if you're in advertising, There's there were people at the score. There are people in radio and media. They're the most envious. The elder will tell you that of anybody mm-hmm. that were jealous of me and still are. Even after I'm just doing ESPN, how do you get that? Because you know, and so I think the players have to walk a fine line. I think that Justin dug his own hole here. He's. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. Like Bear fans did, I think they got to come to that realization. But I won't trounce on the kid after he's lost his gig, because I see a guy that tries. I just, you see a more studious quarterback to me, a quarterback that knows how to play the position in Beijing. But he could end up having a nightmarish game out, and then we're back to square one because I don't think then Bear fans can say, "Let's go back to Fields. Let's go back to either one of them next year." Next year, now. You got to decide, are you going to trade that first and second pick? Because I want Bajan to work out and have Fields also come in next year so we can trade the first and second pick, build our yep. trenches, build our line. Because right. see Jared Goff, you see what he does with the line? Yes. Everybody yes. said he's, he's done. He's done, Jimmy. I still smoke cigarettes like it's the fifth. <laughs> and I call people Jimmy. He's done, Jimmy, and there's nobody over there. <laughs> Wait, that, I, I love making Eldo laugh. And then he gets a line. Then he gets a line, and all of a sudden, not this week, but all of a sudden, they're talking about him, that he's one of the best players in sport. Yep, I root for the uniform uh, more than I do the player. Add up, boy, Eldo. God bless. There you go. Stephen Me from across, uh, what is that ocean, <laughs> the Atlantic Ocean, he says, just wanted to say thanks to Mike for posting the Dick Butkus interview he did. Just got around to watching it. It was wonderful. It was great to see him so relaxed and comfortable amongst friends and fans of his. Talk to Steve about that interview and why it was so special for you personally. Well, first of all, I had friends not even call me like, like a member of my family died. I mean, Jimmy Caretzis, I know he was hurting. Because we went to every Butkus game at home. Johnny O'Malley went to every Butkus game with him. With old Jimmy DiGiulio, who I just played golf with. But I mean, this was in the 
65, 66, 67, sneaking into the ballgame, seeing Sayers and Butkus, Buffon, Obradovich. You know, seeing Ditka going to the 63 game. This is Tinker Toys over here that I can watch it. They, said they don't even play that type of game anymore. Seeing people getting mauled and being happy about it. Yes. You know, seeing a white tittle on the ground with blood streaming from his eyes. Today, those men would be in jail for murder, attempted murder. It was a great game. So, Butkus, we find out, is going to be in town. Jesse Rogers gets him. And you could check this out on the bar room, Nell Dogandi and Mike North Twitter, or go to the bar room for the interview. And he came in, and we brought him in the back, the green room, and we drank, had a couple drinks. And he knew he was in Chicago. He knew he was with, and he knew there was a full house, which helped. Because a lot of those guys, they seem forgotten sometimes, although I tried to tell them all the time, you're not. And he was relaxed. I, I was relaxed, and I told Aldo the story last week. He said, let's do a two-parter. I go, you sure? He goes, yeah. I go, okay, because, you know, we're doing TV. He goes, I forgot I was on. Hmm. That's what is the best thing about interviewing. If they can forget what your motives are or who you work for, and talk to you man to man or woman to man or what have you. So it was great, and I hope everybody sees it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it was a truly a tremendous hour, and you can yeah. find that interview uh, on the YouTube Barroom Network. YouTube. Uh, yep, and so I will uh, put it up. Put it back on, up, uh, Al. I will indeed put it I back know you're up. Good. I know you have nothing to do when you're free. Yeah, time. I got nothing to do, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely. Yeah, there's like 19 shows, Greg Gabriel, and you got Vinny. <laughs> You know, well, and we got a new and we got a new one. I saw coming that. Up. Yes, uh, the Willis Twin Towers on Friday. Uh, they will uh, two guys, they're twin brothers, and they're gonna talk bears. So it should be interesting. That's nice. And I saw the the, the young lady that, uh, that does the bear stuff in Spanish. Yeah, uh, uh Nazli Briones, the Bears Previa. She does a three-minute preview of every Bears game, and uh, yeah, so we've been uh, trying to give a voice to just like you know, th this barroom network is modeled after Mike North's career. Mike North, who was a yeah. successful restaurant owner wants to uh broadcast uh about you know sports he wants to be right. on the air and so we've been giving opportunities for young right. people to get on and talk about sports and uh, do with the opportunity what they can yeah. so mike I, I gotta tell you that i i'm gonna assure everyone that i'm gonna repost the dick butkus interview it's like it should be like the three stooges where place almost every day anywhere somewhere in the world because that interview is so special it is it's one of, it's the best interview we ever did it was one hour and we also you know, I want to remind everybody, Aldo will have a little bit of cut of this show if you missed it. Yep. The cuts have been getting plenty. I don't know what cut we're going to use today, probably, because uh, we've had some good ones. Aldo put up some special ones. Oh, by the way, I know that uh, you had some of the barroom people over, and I don't know. Uh, I, I saw Heidi there, and in a way, <laughs> I, I wanted to come, but I couldn't make it, and I was afraid to. I was going to try to find a number 17 jersey for a dresser. You know, because <laughs> that damn dresser's getting filled with quarterback jerseys that you wouldn't believe. But before I let you, oh, by the way, yes, Joey Mandel tonight, and 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 I understand uh, we're going to have a taped uh, uh, cut of Aldo, uh, who worked. You worked with Harry real quick, and before we go, but I don't want to give everything away. But tell us a little bit, real quick, Aldo, what you knew. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was hired uh, at WBBM, the CBS affiliate here in Chicago, owned and operated station, it was to be my Harry Porterfield's producer. And so upon meeting him, I knew that I was in the presence of greatness. This guy is so smart, so intelligent. He had that jazzy, deep baritone voice. It oh, was sensational. And he's famous, of course, for somebody you should know uh, 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 features on the news. Mm -hmm. um, I am going to do a a little short segment yeah. for tonight's Somebody yeah. Big Just Died, which is hosted by Bill Mandel and Mike North and presented by Cumberland Chapels and Pennyville Stations. So uh, <laughs> it'll be nice to be Yeah, and then we got Raul Jewelers here, which are great. But here's the best part of the story. So I get, I met Harry more than two, three times, four times. But then 
the fourth time I meet him, you know, we saw him at like events and stuff. I saw him at uh, CBS and he was walking and I go, Harry, it's Mike North. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? I go, good. He comes over. Graceful. Yeah, cool. Never had a bad thing to say about nobody. Kept his you know, mind to his business, just did his thing. I go, hey, you know what? I, I've been watching you since 1965, stuff like that. And I'll tell you, this segment, someone you should know. I do a great invitation, but man, I would have, I would love to be on someone should, you should know. He goes, well, that's impossible because now you are someone that is known. And I listened to you myself. I was on cloud nine, Harry Porterfield. <laughs> that Harry is awesome. Porterfield. Harry Porterfield. <laughs> Since I watched like in, in eighth grade, him and Frank mm -hmm. Matthew and Bob Petty. I mean, I could go through all the news people that Joan Esposito. I mean, all these people, but the street reporters, Frank Matthew, the guy was like a regular, you know, mm -hmm. and on yeah. all these places. Then you had Walter and you had Bill. That was when the anchors and and were stars, like Hollywood stars in Chicago. So tonight, yeah. someone you should know, Harry Porterfield, who well, I'm not going to give too much away because he was one of my guys, man. He's one of the one of the all-time, 95 years old, someone you should know. He's a mailman who twirls a baton at high school games in the evening, you know? <laughs> yeah. You'd yeah. see a guy, that, and then he, they'd show him in the body, you know, doing something different, uh, which mm -hmm. was a, a, a killer which was a killer segment. It really was for me. It really, really was. It, yeah. it, really, uh, it was one of the things that made me interested in broadcasting and ho the whole public affairs. And, and this town has had a lot of good public affairs reporters, but there's nobody, nobody better than Harry Porterfield. No. He, he made it every episode that he did. Uh, whether it was the show channel to the people or is somebody you should know uh, features, they were always interesting. He's, he's a very gifted guy. I think you so could put maybe for public affairs guy, the only guy close to him was Warner Saunders when I went, when he did common ground. Um, maybe, well, Len O'Connor looked like a, a union henchman for God's sake. And then, uh, and Dick, and Dick Kate, who was very active and a good comic. These were all great people that I grew up watching and, Borrowed from something, believe me, the grace of Harry Porterfield, man. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, you got to watch it tonight. So we'll be quick. Ready. Question before you go: uh, Tom Skilling has announced his retirement. He's going to retire in February. The question is, who was the all-time best weather weatherman? Harry Volkman, John Coughlin, John Coleman, or Harry Volkman? Or uh, yeah, did I say Harry Volkman? Harry Volkman. Well, you know, I go Coughlin. back. I go back to Channel Two and PJ Hoff. Okay, Whoa, he was the guy. That one, I don't know. He wrote cartoons. He goes, "There's a typhoon coming, and it would have a face on it, and it would be smiling as your horse, as your house was mowed down." Uh, but I would probably for long. I think Skilling took it to another level. But every one of those guys is legends. Yes. You can have a Mount Rushmore of guys. Believe me mm -hmm. when I tell you this. You just named them off. I mean, you got Harry Bulkman, you got uh, John, John Coughlin, you know, John, I mean, and John Coleman. John Coleman was a mean SOB. I'm yeah, telling you right that. now. I heard stories. Yeah. I saw him at John M. Smythe. I go, how you doing, John? Huh? I go, yeah. Me and B <laughs> were shopping for furniture when we first married. And he started the Weather Channel. And if you watch him argue with people on climate change, because he, he denies, yeah. he, he goes yeah, nuts. Huge. Check out yeah. some of his cuts. He started in Chicago, invented the damn Weather Channel. So we've had he a lot of great people. A lot of great ones. And you are one of the great ones, too, Mike. Well, Thank you to yes, you. My and wife, I, I'm just getting ready to eat lunch. And although I love you, you know that. You've been working your butt off, man. So keep it going, and, babe. And, yeah, we got a lot more great stuff coming up yep. here on the Barroom Network. And uh, Mike North is a big part of it, as uh, as you can see. So thank Someone you, Mike. Should Someone and, should know. Yeah. And by the way, if you... No Harry Porterfield, you should tune in live tonight at 7 p.m. Yeah. But if he if you don't know Harry Porterfield, tune yeah. in because he is somebody you and we'll tell you everything because Suzanne Summers they left a lot of stuff out, and then our show, yeah, we revealed actually she was a pain in the ass and ruined three's company, her and her husband. Yes. We revealed that nowhere else she was so the no, she helped ruin it because yeah. she wanted Buku like John Ritter who I think Eldor would agree, even though Joyce DeWitt was good, 
and oh, yeah. Suzanne Summers was outstanding. John Ritter was the show. He was mm-hmm. he was the he glue, was. and then you had Don Knotts and Norm mm-hmm. and Norman Fell. Oh, I miss and the Norm- other one. Yeah. Oh, but man. Joe's doing a great job. He is. He's he's the he's the man. All right, yep. for Aral Jewelers, Mike North, and everyone here at the Barroom Network, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.